I would say any major was was the ones I they, they they were all ones that I wanted to win, but I knew that my game would fit best for a U.S. Open. The reason for that is because I always felt growing up in college, I was always a super straight driver of the golf ball, super great iron player, and putting was always iffy, but I knew I could get around it on fast, quick greens. Welcome back to the Birdies and Beers podcast. I'm your host, Richard Lowe. I've got D Webb and Scott Diggity Dog on the line with me tonight. How are you tonight, fellas? Very good, mates. Good to be back. Scott Dog. Very good, thanks, Lowe. We're, um, we're up and about. Uh, we're having a good week, so let's get uh, into it. Are we up and about? Are we? Let's talk quickly. We are. We are always up and about, mate. You've just got to. You've just got to be up and about. Even if you're not feeling up and about, you've got to try and be up and about. Yeah, that's it, eh? You can't let the world get you down. Love is love. That's all that matters. <laughs> hey, um, let's get my random question out of the way. Uh, this actually happened to me a couple of months ago. Uh, I was the complete stranger in a group and going around for four and a half hours, they decided out of their little JBL speaker that they were going to play music for the whole four and a half hours of a competition round. D Webb, what's your stance on music in a group for either competition or social golf? Ooh, I, I'd say I'm a fan. I don't mind it. Um, yeah, I try not to think too much when I'm standing over the ball. I think a lot between my shots, but once I get there, I generally try and just hit the thing. Um, and sometimes it obviously takes a long time to play. So I suppose it's not really much different to having having the horse races on radio as well. So a bit of music in the background, a bit of chat. It's all good. Yep. Nah, Scotty, what do you think, mate? I'm uh, yeah. I'm torn, uh, to be honest with you. I'll, I'll jump in. Sorry, I called you in, but I'll jump in. Um, it started off okay. Um, didn't really phase me that much, but um, it seemed to get louder and louder and it started to affect some of the other groups in the fairways. And I kind of felt a little embarrassed that I was a part of it, if that makes sense. So um, I'm down for it for Bab Tour. Um, when we were on the punt, listening to some music, if it's not affecting anybody else when we're playing. Um, but in a competition, I'm a little bit against it. So that's where my kind of stance is. A lot of people take it for a bit of a... Uh, you know what Saturday comps are like. It's the the only thing that you get to compete in um, once a week. So I'm against it in comps, but all for it for social stuff. So, Scotty, how do you feel, mate? Yeah, look, personally, I'm not I'm not a I'm not against it, but I'm not a big fan of it at the same time. If it's affecting other groups, like you said, that's definitely a big a big no from me. I've only really experienced it once at. Uh, I was playing down there, I forget the name, at Mount Warren Park, down south of Brisbane, the old Mount Warren Park, and some bloke rocked up with his uh, tricked-out uh, motorised cart and he had all of his music, his cans are ready to go, and he was looking forward to a big afternoon on the piss and listening to his shit music all day. And that really uh, really didn't sit too well with me, but I don't mind a bit of uh, a bit of music in the background or whatever, but it definitely can't affect other players on the course, like you said, you know, it's some people's four hour escape from life for the week. And especially now with everything going on, it's, it's precious time. So um, yeah, look, I don't think it is a good thing and shouldn't affect people, but if it's within your cart and you're not offending anyone, then I'm not opposed to it either. Yeah. That's how I feel. Um, Anyway, so that seems to be a bit of consensus social. Okay. Have a bit of a hit. And then, um, 
after that, uh, maybe not. So um, anyway, that's just my random question for the, the week. Uh, just really more of an opinion than a question, but let's move on to the event that we just had on the weekend, the U S open uh, Bryson DeChambeau had a big win. Um, boys, before we kick off and talk about him, uh, Scotty, do you want to talk about your bet, mate, this week, who you had on the uh, for the Open and, and what they did? Yeah, look, I was on I was on noodles. I was on John Rahm. He was sort of, I think he was sitting at one under after round one. He was in a good position. And uh, the curse of D-Web's text came through and the, and the text said, if he shoots under par today, he's going to win. And he definitely didn't shoot under par and he definitely didn't win. I don't know what he finished up at, but it wasn't too good. I switched off uh, watching John Rahm, watching John Rahm score after, I think it was after round two or round three. I, I was not interested in him anymore. But um, yeah, so not too good, Lowy. But yeah, it was good to see DeChambeau, in my opinion. Um, yeah. I like, I like watching him play. Uh, now, uh, Tiger, aka the GOAT. Um, I know you picked Ram too from your bets, mate. What do you want to talk about Ram this week? How do you, what's your rating of him? Yeah, look, he was very good tee to green. He was 10th in fairways hit, 4th in greens and reg. If you had a time at the start of the tournament, John Ram's going to be 4th in greens and reg, you would sit there and go, well, he's, he's going to be right in the mix. Um, but unfortunately, he had a pretty poor week with a short game. He was um, 52nd in strokes game, chipping and 38th in putting and, that's not going to get the job done, and that's you know, really what cost him. Um, so, yeah, it was a bit disappointing. I was a bit nervous after the first round. Even though he shot the one under 69, I felt like it could have easily been three, four, or five under. And, you know, when guys don't capitalise in big events and, um, you know, when they should, then um, always puts a pressure on for the rest of it. So, yeah, a bit disappointing in the end, but um, that's life. Yeah, that's it. That's, um, I guess, can't win them all. Um We'll talk about my little little random multi that I always uh, put on the event. So, um, as we all know, I, I do like a, a multi, and I picked five people I thought that were going to beat their opponent. I can't exactly remember everybody's um, opponent off the top of my head, um, but two of them didn't get up. And one of them was the person that I really, really liked for the week, and that was Daniel Berger. Now... What hurts about Daniel Berger losing uh, this week was the fact that who he lost to, um, he actually lost to Scotty's bloke by the name of Jason, oh, sorry, of the name of Webb Simpson. Uh, so Daniel Berger couldn't get over Webb Simpson and yeah, that kind of hurt me. And then my other massive prediction obviously was DJ wasn't going to make the cut. And I thought I was onto something there for a second. He was, what, five or five over or something after the, the first round. And I thought, I'm on here. And obviously, um, DJ had to beat Ram. And, of course, Ram couldn't beat DJ on his worst day either. So they're the two that I lost. I got the other three. I um, put in Captain America Reed versus some nobody. Uh, and then I also had Hideki over. I can't remember. And Xander beat, uh, I think it was somebody else. I don't know. Anyway, I got three out of five legs. Couldn't even get money back. And um, what I've learned from this weekend is never bet anything involving Webb Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> it took us years to get to that conclusion, but um, 
he's burnt the boys on 54 hole leads and can't get it done. And now he's burning the boys when they just need Daniel Berger to step up and do something. Anyway. Remember, Lowy, betting is not an emotional thing, mate. So just keep exactly. your emotions in check yeah. and, and just go again, mate. Oh, you know, mate. That's what you got to remember. Talking about this week, Open, um, I'll um, bet on Web Simpson this week. Oh, hang on, there's no Scotty, what do you want to talk about the US Open about, about, mate? What, what caught your eye? Well, there's a few things. A few of the guys that – well, the two blokes at the top of the leaderboard, I mean, DeChambeau and, and Matthew Wolf, the young golfer, um, you know, one-two finish – um, a lot of talk has been about their unconventional methods. Their, you know, Bryson obviously is a lot of a lot of talk around the way he goes about things, and and hearing him speak after winning, you know, he's not afraid to fail, and he's going to fail more times than he succeeds. I just think that's really good. I think he has his moments, um, BDC and the course, um, but I'm really happy to see him win. And and for Matthew Wolf to finish second, disappointing Sunday, but um, you know, he's got a bright future ahead of him. But a couple of my highlights were. And I can relate to this. We have to talk about the Danny Lee putting meltdown. Now, if you haven't seen footage of this, um, you might, we're going to see footage of me uh, at the Portsea Golf Club out of the bunker. But if you could compare those two, they would be pretty close and very similar. He's six, he six putted from four foot. I actually think he's got you, mate. I think your bunker, bunker uh, mishaps were a lot better, got a better result than what he did. Six bucks. Thank you. I'll take that. Yeah, that was a that was a a full a full epic meltdown. I mean, you know, obviously it was a a tough course, and and I love seeing all the the best players in the world challenged on those tough tracks because it's just good to watch and to see that they are human. And he, you know, he was definitely the average Joe that day. He was having a moment. Also on the greens, Rory Sabatini. He thought he'd get a bit clever like uh, Zach Johnson, who rolled a magnificent putting for those who haven't seen it. Um, get on YouTube and see it because that was pretty special. But Rory Sabatini, he, he went the opposite way of the hole thinking that he was going to catch the ridge and, and the downhill. And he left it up on, on the top of the ridge and he was further away from the hole from, than when he started. So that was a pretty embracing. There were a couple of you know the light, lighter moments for me over the US Open, in which was, I think, a terrific event and, and, I, and I love seeing... I love seeing the best guys on tour tested like that. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure that um, the course lived up to the hype. Like early in the week, they talked that this this rough was going to be long and it's going to be terrible. Those guys seem to handle the rough, uh, I think, really, really well. I think it's the greens that caught them out very quick. Um but I th- I'm not sure if it's been the toughest that they've had for a, for a while. But D Webb, what are your thoughts on the Open this year, mate? Yeah, it was an interesting one. I think I think the fact that Bryson won hitting the fewest fairways of any US Open winner um, was interesting. But you know, kind of looking at it, you know, when you go in a bit of detail, the fairways were like 20 yards wide. Like no one was going to hit them on a consistent basis. So I, I don't really think that that um, that stat's super important because he still was better than average of the field. And obviously he gets it way down there. So it's a bit of an interesting one about that there. But I, like, I'm not getting too carried away with the whole distance debate and stuff about DeChambeau because when you kind of break down his win, he was good in all aspects. So he was fourth in greens in reg. I think um, he told you yeah, how good he count. was too. Like that post-press conference, he was pretty sure of himself. I'm pretty sure he knew he went well. 
Good on him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, you know, we, we, when we spoke about him, we, we thought the challenge for him was going to be strokes gain on approach because that's something he's not strong um, at compared to others in most tournaments. This week he's fifth. You know, and he gained over two strokes to the field. Um, you know, we speak about his putting uh, being elite and he was awesome this week. He was third in strokes game putting and he was ninth in strokes game chipping. So he pretty much in every statistical category, he was elite. And um, and that's why he won by so much. But I'll, I'd be looking more at, like he putted so well, I thought, and held so many crucial putts. Um, and that was, that was a massive key and that's what most US Open champions do. So... Yeah, it's an interesting one. I think I'm kind of with you a little bit. Like the course was it, it kind of, it was great, but I think they kind of pumped it up, you know, really good. And maybe it's a course that's better to play than kind of watch on TV. But um, I think it lacked a bit of, um, like I think they were just able to pump the whole time. It was really hard to make make birdies. So, yeah, anyway, it's an interesting one. I think my favourite highlight was probably Bryson you know, staying out on the course after his third round and staying out till dark, smacking driver, trying to work on his swing and just some of the stuff that comes out of his mouth. My favourite was him talking about he's, um, he's losing his, his comfort level with his swing and, and he spoke about one of his governors just kind of broke down. He couldn't get it back all day. And everyone was like, what the hell's a governor? And then he just leapt into his whole his anatomical governor science speech speaking about um, how he likes to swing fast with the end range of motion protocol and, you know, busting out all these things, which pretty much all he was saying, that he likes to keep his left arm straight throughout the entire golf swing. I'm off and it. I just, yeah, just I loved reading about it, you know. Like it's, um, <laughs> it's interesting where he starts crapping on about end ranges of upper and internal rotation with his arm and, yeah, so, look, I think it's interesting. I, I find it fun. I actually think it's something that, like, that tip in itself, like just keeping that left arm straight, or for me as a left-hander, keeping your right arm straight is such a critical thing because it provides some amount of consistency in the golf swing. You're the so, Bryson anyway, What's that? You're the Bryson of Bab Tour. Pretty much. We'll tell you what's going to happen this week. This week, I'm going to have a dead straight right arm, and I'm going to hit the things as I possibly can, and I'll let you know how it goes next week. <laughs> Every round with D-Web, there's always... If I just put my arm here and let my wrist here and my shoulders turn here and every every round. Oh, it's a sight to behold. It is it is something he is the the amateur Virginia club member of Bryson DeChambeau. I can't can't talk. I was hitting the ball mint for the first nine holes, didn't get a sausage roll on the turn, and then I went I fell apart and on Sunday. <laughs> so no sausage roll, no can of CC. Um this is why I like Shane Larry. You know, you can't tell me he's not pumping out those things during mid-rounds. <laughs> My shoulders still hurt, mate, from carrying you on the weekend because you were terrible. Ah, mate, mate, I was. I'm not going to I'm not going to deny it. It was only five weeks before that I carried you in another event. So, look, I'm a dollar, probably dollar seventy-two to finish top five in um, Bab, but I'd be a at least twelve or thirteen dollar underdog in the bad tour this year, I reckon, 100%. (laughs) So talking about Bryson and the advantage of his power game or his golf swing at the moment, do you think in, do you think he's changing the way golf will be in the future? More explosive, more swing as hard as you can and 
just hope for the best. I know he's not hoping for the best. He's, he's actually got a pretty solid swing, but do you think he's going to change the game in what he's doing, Scotty? Well, I think he'll, he'll change it for, for the young kids, you know, coming through now. They're probably, let's be honest, golf has always been a fairly traditional game and I'm, I'm not a, a good golf by any stretch of the imagination. But, I mean, you know, one of D Webb's favourite books. What's your, uh, the, is it the old Arnold Palmer book? No, the Ben Hogan. Ben Hogan, the Ben Hogan swing book. Like, I mean, that's going back how long? And and you sort of go through that and it's all fairly simple, fairly methodical processes. And, you know, obviously Bryson's taking it to the next level. I think it'll change the way that kids coming through think about golf and, and the way that they possibly train, prepare and do things. But at the end of the day, you're always going to have, uh, when I say eccentric, you're going to have eccentric um, golfers on tour. Um, Bryson's clearly leading the field in that, um, but I don't necessarily think he's going to change the way that everyone goes about the game of golf. Yeah, no, I um, I think it's going to there's going to be a few people that are going to try it. Like younger golfers might try it, but um, I'm more of the slower, smooth, and smoothest, fast kind of guy. Um, I don't know if the raw power um necessarily helps, but obviously it helped him on the weekend, so good on him. Dwebb, do you have any thoughts on um, the long, longevity of Bryson's swing? Uh, well, look, I think anyone that swings as hard as that is going to put more pressure on their body, but he's doing the work in the gym to be able to you know, keep that in check. So, look, it's going to be interesting to watch, don't get me wrong, but um, look, he's doing the work. And I think yeah, the reality is, is that Tiger changed the game you know, way back when he came through because he, he, you know, he was more an athlete and... Um, you know, he, he brought more uh, athletic power into the game. And you look at all the guys at the top now, DJ, Ram, Thomas, McElroy, DeChambeau, uh, Brooks Kepka. Like, they're, they're phenomenal athletes. Tony Finau's another one. Adam Scott, you know, they, they all work out. They're very flexible. They hit the thing a mile. Um, and that's just going to be the norm. Like, and you can't change that. That's just, that's, it's not necessarily technology, which has its way. It's, it's the guys doing the work. Um, and I said, they can get it out there. The good thing about the game is guys like Webb Simpson can still contend because there's more elements to it than just driving. I think there's something with DeChambeau that people forget. He's still the number one putter on tour. And, you know, you can hit it as far as you want. If you can't get the thing in the hole, you're not going to be able to win. And that's his thing that he does do very well. So, um, yeah, I, look, I think it's interesting. I think this is natural evolution. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm trying to uh, think of how his power game is going to um, help him at Augusta. He's talked about already he wants to put another 15 pounds of size on himself between now and Augusta in four weeks or five weeks. Um, You've got 15 you could give him, don't you, Lowy? I've got about 150 I could give him. <laughs> Um, and that's what my problem is. My golf, no, my problem with my golf swing at the moment is, is I've got the weight there behind me. I was just, it's the wrong type of weight. Um, it's not muscle weight. It's just muscle and relax at the moment. So, um, look, I went for a walk the other day. I'm sure that'll do me for September. Um, and we'll move forward to October, but no, seriously, what do you think he's, um, the way he hits the ball in Augusta nationals, a uh, lot of trees, a lot of uh, up and down fairways, you know, there's a lot of dog legs. Um, what do you think? Is, is Does it suit Augusta as well, um, D-Web? 
hundred percent it does. I mean, Augusta's a well, it's known for a second shot course. They've lengthened it right out, um, and you know, you look at the guys who contend really well there, and they all get it out there. And even last year, what Tiger beat DJ Shoffley, Kepka, and Day. I'm pretty sure, and they all get it well out there. So. Um, yeah, if if he has a good week with approach play, then I think absolutely it's going to help him because he's going to be coming in with a lot shorter clubs in hand and on Augustus Greens. That's a huge advantage. So, um, yeah, I'm really interested to see how he goes there. Yeah, well, just um, as we speak, I'm pulling up the market for him at the moment and, and Betfair have him at $12 at the moment to win um, the Masters, which is... What I can see favourite, followed by Rory at 13. Um, yeah, I'm just really interested to, to hear um, what you think, Scotty, as well, about him at, at the Masters, mate. Like, uh, you got any extra thoughts from like, what D-Webb said? I pretty much agree. I pretty much agree with Webby. Um, I think he's going to be well and truly up and about for it. He's obviously marked that day in his calendar for a long time now, and and he'll be doing what he does to prepare for that in the best possible way. And definitely the length he hits it, I mean, it's pretty common sense. It, that has been the part of his game that he has needed a bit of work on his approach play. But, you know, tightens that up, and which, you know, which he has done at the US Open will win foot on the weekend. And, yeah, he'll be right there. Yeah, look, I can't wait for the Masters. And um, the Masters this year have got a little bit of a twist for us. Obviously, we got our annual golf trip around um, the Masters this year. And um, we're seriously pumped for that. And we're hoping to produce some content with that for the next couple of weeks um, coming out. We're hoping to get our um, close mate, Matty Argus, back on the show after his AFL season uh, came up one game too short. Um, His unsuccessful coaching career. Yeah, well, I'm not going to say, since he's probably listens to these podcasts every week. We're not going to say that it's the session that Webby didn't take was probably the worst one of the week. And the one that he took on Tuesday, Webby took on Tuesday was probably the best. So I'm not saying Argy's a bad coach or anything, but I'm not saying he's the best. So um, any comment on that D web? No, I'll, I'll just let him say he did a fantastic job and um, just beaten by a better team on the day. Oh, that's so political. That is, that's just, that's, that's front office that's, kind of stuff. That is, that is splinters in the backside from sitting on that fence. I'll say it. Word from the Aspley Hornets uh, club is that Matty Argus really needs to lift his coaching game. He needs to be original in his thought. He needs to develop some drills and some things by himself to put his own stamp on the team and stop trying to live in the shadows of one of the greatest Coaches of all time. That's so it. I've actually got a person that sits on the Aspley Hornets board and apparently Argy's got full support of the board next year. And you know what that means? You'll get the sack. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, look, Argy, I look, I'd want to be having a chat to a few of those people on the board, mate. They're, um, they're we, we love you, Argy. <laughs> we love you, mate. Anyway, uh, just bagging you because you're not with us. We'll have him back next week. Um, hopefully we'll have a better event next week rather than the uh, – Carlos Punta Canta. <laughs> look, if anybody else wants to throw it in there, don't lie. We all looked up how to say it. So it's the... The, the, the Corrales Punta Cana. Punta Cana. Punta is that Cana. how you say it? Yes. 
There we oh, go. Yeah, Look, that'll do. There we go. We all know that. Run with the other one, mate. I, I yeah. like that. The I car actually, like Honda. I, I the actually Honda think song. that um, Pikachu, it should just call, it called the <laughs> Pikachu Open. Um, look, let's have a look at the, the market there. Um, where do I start? There's so many good names in the field. Um, D Webb, have you got any names that you want to talk about this week's event? Uh, look, I had a quick look. Um, it's a seaside course, uh, resort type, wide fairways. Uh, you need to hit a lot of greens, gives you a lot, a lot of opportunities. I think 18 under won it last year. So it's kind of around, you know, the number you need. Um, look, there's a lot of young guys at the top. Um, but we've kind of got one a little bit wider in the market. Um, he's about between 30 and 40, depending where you look. Um, another hard name to pronounce, Lowy, Emiliano Grillo. He, um, he played here once a while back, didn't do any good, but he's um, for a very low-ranking tournament, um, he's, he's, he's a, a good bet. He, um, he's 12th in strokes game tee to green on tour. So he's going to be one of the best in the field tee to green. The problem he's got is his putting um, where he hasn't been good. But I think that these greens are completely different to what they get on tour being down in the Dominican Republic. So, you know, I'm hoping that a change of, um, of grass will help him out in that regard. He has shown some signs of life recently. Um, he was third not that long ago in the 3M Open um, and he was ninth in the Barracuda. And, again, similar type events in terms of not a lot of star power, um, you know, different courses. So I think getting back onto that type is going to suit him. And he's at, I think he's 40 to 1 at the moment on Betfair. So, yeah. Um, worth a nibble. Um, Scotty, correct me if I'm wrong. Did you pick that guy in a previous week? You picked a, or was that a uh, Grio? Yeah. Uh, possibly. I do pick a fair few of them. Not many of them come yeah. up, though. Um, yeah. So look, I don't mind Grillo. That's an easy name to say. Don't know if it's his first name, but Grillo is a good bloke. <laughs> so um, Grillo, his name is. I love him. I'm on him. 40 to 1. Put me down. Um, Scotty, you got anybody outside Grillo, mate? Yeah, mate, I've got a couple. Um, look, Sam Burns, he's um, he's going to hit the ball a long way, like T Webb said. It's a pretty long course, this one. I think it measures out at, at 7,600 yards. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Something, there, right. There, there, something there or thereabouts. So it's a long course. So you're going to want the distance off the tee. Obviously, you want to, and putting's going to stand up really well here. Um, in this tournament. So, like, I think those two aspects fit his game pretty well. I'm not sure what odds he is. If you can get me up and have a little check on that, Lowy. Um, the other one for... Oh, you were that interested in what no, I was I'm saying. You are sitting was, there flicking through. I was looking at the next thing through, we're um, going to. Sorry, TikTok mate. on your phone, mate. TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the other one for me that uh, stands out for some reason, I don't overly know why, but uh, is the big Austrian Sepp Strucker. I think he's going to uh, make his impact 50. on the tour at some point in the future. Who's at 50? Yeah, that's what he's at, 50 on Betfair. Strucker? Yeah. Might have to sign myself up to a Betfair account, I think. So I'll be having a little nibble at that, and I'll be having a nibble at Sam Burns also. All right, let me pull up Sammy Burns. Uh, yeah, Sam's a 
What do you have him at, Scotty? Because I've got here he is. He's at 23 on Betfair. Okay, well, I'm going to go on down and sign up to Betfair because those odds are a lot better than what I'm getting at another agency that I will not name because I love them. <laughs> hey, I've been uh, tagging them in our podcast posts and getting crickets, so uh, I'll just keep doing it, I, I actually suppose. had a... I had a great afternoon at the uh, Gold Coast Turf Club on the on Saturday afternoon for their Pink Ribbon Cup Day, hosted by our friends at Sportsbet. Did you uh, win um, best dressed on field? Uh, no, I I came about sixth in the tipping comp, which got me donuts. But um, no, it was a good afternoon. A few a few cold beers, watching a few of the uh, GGs go around. So it was a good afternoon. So thanks to Sportsbet for that, mate. I checked out after you said donuts. Um, I love a bit of a Krispy Kreme donut. Don't worry about that. What's um, your favourite flavour, mate? Just original glaze. Just get me a dozen of those. I'll lend you my insulin pump lorry next time you do that, mate. That'll yeah. help you see through the night, mate. Yeah, exactly. I'll do my best. Um, talking about uh, just random events, um, I actually am going to chuck 10 bucks on my boy in the Irish Open this week. Oh, to be sure, to be sure. Shane Larry. Uh, look, Irish Open, he's the favourite. Get around him, boys. He loves it. So uh, $9.20 on Betfair. Um, look, it's the only time I've seen him favourite, so I've got to jump on him while I can. <laughs> so you know how you guys have brought up some quotes before, and this is what I was on my phone before about because I sent it to you guys during the week. How much do I love... Matthew Wolf, you reckon? After he quotes, "Rip big dog," and see how it goes from there. Does that not sum up every amateur golfer that goes out to play golf every day of the week? I'm just going to rip big dog. Big dog's eat. Most do, and most should. Some don't, though. Let's be honest. I reckon a Matthew Argus is the part that doesn't. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I'm going to take four iron. Yeah. Yeah. Scotty, you love ripping big dog, don't you? Well, why not, mate? It's, I'm either gonna I'm either gonna snap hook my driver or I'm gonna block an iron out to the right onto the three fairways across. So I might as well get as far down as possible. Is there anything more frustrating than going, I'll take iron off the tee here, just play it a little safer, and then just like topping it or pulling it in the crap anyway? And you just think to yourself, I could have done that and dropped it 50 yards ahead of where I am. It's got to be the most yeah. frustrating Welcome thing. Welcome to my life. Yes. Welcome to my life, mate. And the other thing too is, is everybody else get the second ball-itis? You know, where you smack one out of bounds with your first shot and then the second drives mint perfect down the middle and you just go, yep, deserve that for three. Yeah. Or the Stand other it. one where you, where you bomb an absolute blasted down the middle of the fairway and you're down there in the mayor's office. John Mayer's? giving yourself in John Mayer's studio. Yeah, we could be there as well. And you're just that happy with yourself and you're sort of doing the little calculations in your head, how far did I hit it, how far did I hit it, get down there and then fucking get it fat. percent. <laughs> 100%. 100%. Or, or you do the whole smack one long, really, really long, get down to your ball and you're like, I'm going to wait for the green to clear. That's me. I'm going to wait for. I'm going to go for it in two tonight, and then uh, bang, 
topped, yeah. dribbles 20 metres down the thing and then you you look like a clown. You look like an absolute idiot to the group in front and um, that's what amateur golf is. That's what we're about, Lowy. The use and me's of the world, mate, and to, all, to the majority of our listeners out there, I'd, uh, I'd think that they'd yeah, be the I, same. I think that's where what we should be like uh, just letting the people know that we're exactly like them. Um I saw a bloke on the weekend, three putt, bogey, uh, three putt par on a par five, and was his uh, name Scotty? No, it wasn't. No, he, <laughs> I had the Scotties the other day actually playing golf. You know when you um when you continually hit the lip and it just keeps rolling and none of them drop. Yep, so, that's me as well. Yeah, look, um, D Webb has cut out uh, for some reason on our um, on our Zoom chat. So we've only got a couple of minutes left. Um, might wrap it up, Scotty. Um, look, mate, I think we all need to get together soon and um, catch up for a round of golf now. Footy season's over with the boys. So um, we'll come down the coast or we'll figure something out one weekend real soon, eh? That sounds good. And uh, don't forget to give a plug to all of our socials, our website, um, you're the man to do that. So Yeah, all right. We'll kick those rip. off. Um, obviously, our picks for this week's um, Pikachu Open. It'll be on com. Uh, we got Facebook, Birdies and Beers Tour, and um, Instagram is probably the one that we mostly use outside that, and that's just, um, yeah, Bab Tour, Bab Tour Golf. So um, check them all out, guys. Uh, we'd love to see you and support you if you can support us as well. So, all right, guys, have a great week and um, we'll catch up next week. Have a good one, boys. Thanks for talking. See you, mate.